0: super talk mississippi media production find your new ride at Kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 come find out why macomb loves Kia macomb at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 right on the corner right on the price What's up, everybody? Good to see you on this Friday. The last time you're going to hear from me for a little while, anyway. But good to see you, nonetheless, on this Friday. The Olympic opening ceremonies are going on right now inside of an empty stadium there in Tokyo. Uh, Tried to hold out as long as I could. Team USA has not walked yet, which really, all they do is walk and wave flags and stuff. But I enjoy watching the Parade of Nations. And uh, anyway, if you want to see that that's going on, Literally right now, the Olympics are underway, but that's not what we're talking about today. More SEC expansion conversation, a popular thing, and we talked about it at the end of the stream yesterday some, but a popular thing that has come from this is the concept of pods, pods in the SEC. Uh, We're going to talk about that today. I have my proposal out there and I'll show you what it is, and we'll go through my rationale and why I think this is the best course of action for the SEC moving forward. So that's on the agenda today. And then the future of the Big 12, they had a meeting last night. Texas, uh, between ADs and Texas and Oklahoma, were invited, did not show up. So it's over. They're leaving. It's just a matter of when, but they certainly are. First, though, I do want to remind you, my name is Michael Borky, by the way, if you're a first-time watcher or listener of this. I go live every weekday morning, and this is a bad day to tease that because for the next four days, Monday through Thursday of next week, I will not be here. I will not be on the radio show Monday through Wednesday and uh, driving back Thursday morning from uh, a brief vacation with my family, Uh, so I will not be doing this, so it's a bad time to tease this, (laughs) hey, I'm on every day, Monday through Friday, except for, you know, the next coming monday but anyway yeah usually monday through friday right here at a.m uh football season is going to bring a lot more weekend content of course a lot of streaming going on for me anyway uh on saturdays around college football multiple times a day coming on saturdays if you like what you hear subscribe to the youtube channel search my name michael borky on youtube subscribe to the youtube channel would love to have you there Uh, also follow me on twitter or facebook And you can also hear this in podcast form. Wherever you get them, Mike in the morning should uh, take care of business wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe there. So all over the place, Monday through Friday, again, football season, I'll do something just like this on Saturday mornings. At least that's the plan for now. And then late Saturday night, uh, I'll be doing like a pregame and a postgame, if you will, live stream here. So don't miss it. And subscribe, however you want to listen to this. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like the video, if you're on YouTube and you like what you hear, actually physically go like the video. That would help me a ton as well. Chris says, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. How are you? Glad to see you. JP says, good morning, Mike. How are we on this Friday? Vacation and relaxation starting down at the end of the busy, busy week. Staring you down. I still can't read, JP. It's it's embarrassing. Um, yeah, man, we're leaving. Uh, we're, we're going to Rosemary tomorrow and uh we'll be back Thursday morning uh to do the radio show. So it's it's Hey Dad and Bob Sullender. And and they'll be great. I mean, you know, no no problems there at all, but uh, a new voice or at least an unfamiliar voice for a lot of you on the radio show. Richard and I will both be out this coming week. Uh but I'm coming back a little bit earlier than originally planned uh for for the Thursday and the Friday show. So It'll be a good time, though. And I encourage you to to listen. I mean, they're they're going to be great. They're uh, they'll have a lot of fun for sure uh, on the radio show. So, no me on the radio, which clearly means no me on the stream as well. Uh, I don't. I think my wife would literally kill me if I fired up a live stream while we were on vacation <laughs> this year. I really think she would kill me. So, yeah, I will be gone. So, none of these Monday through Thursday. I will be back Friday morning with you guys, and then that's it. And then full go for the for the rest of the year. Right here on the stream, so I just I need to get away for a little while, you know, reset my mind, and uh, then we'll be back at it. What does expansion look like for smaller conferences? That's such a fascinating question. If I have time at the end today, we'll get into like what this means for the Big Twelve and stuff. Uh, I've often thought that the Sun Belt and the Conference USA need to combine. Uh, that's something that they should consider doing. I think, but. It's crazy. We're talking 14 pods today. Intriguing options being discussed on the Twitterverse. Yeah, I I think my proposal, of course, because I made it, right, uh, is the best one. And I'll explain why. Um, I'll explain why the, the rationale for why I selected the pods. By the way, I'm going to call them divisions. We have 14 divisions in the NFL. We can have divisions in college as well. The, the, the pod thing makes me cringe a little bit, but that's what everybody's uh, – Talking about this morning, Randall. Good morning, glad to see you, man. Wayne. Good morning, glad to see you. uh Will no, Will East f- or Stephen for Hey Dad? No, so Will. Uh, Will can't. uh Stephen's got to run the newsroom, and so it's going to be Bob and Chris. As I enjoyed Bob on JT's show, yeah, he's good. I mean, they'll they'll be fun. They'll be a lot of fun and, and really good. So, um, show. Although I'm not in the studio and Richard's not in the studio, it, it'll be more than fine. Hell, it'll probably be better with me not there, you know. (laughs) It'll probably be a lot better. Paul, good morning to you, sir. I will try my best. The weather's supposed to be good, so we will see. It's supposed to be good uh, down there. So, anyway. All right. Let's talk pods. Um, Divisions. I'm going to call them divisions. Let's talk divisions. Um, and, and here's why I would scrap two divisions. I had a couple people yesterday respond to my, uh, my proposal and say, it's much easier if you just keep the two divisions and just add teams to each. And that would be the easiest thing to do. Sure. But at that point, if that's what you're doing, if you're just adding another team to your division, then to me, what's the point of having a conference? You know what I mean? When you when your schedule is bogged down with only teams that you play every year, and at that point you would have one rotating game with an opponent from the other division, you would go almost twenty years without road tripping to Florida, for example, or road tripping to South Carolina or Georgia. It, it would be almost it would seriously be almost twenty years before you got to see every stadium in the SEC, and at that point. What's the point of a conference? You know, I I think that, you know, that's probably the easiest route. It makes the, the least amount of noise. But also, again, you might as well separate the SEC into two different conferences at that point, because the SEC East will not be seen by teams from the West and vice versa. If you just expand the divisions, I think that that is impractical. And I think that's not going to happen. I truly believe they're going to do some kind of shuffling, I think anyway, because This idea has gained so much steam. This idea was talked about on the SEC network yesterday at SEC Media Days. There's a reason they did that. There's a reason they did that to me. You know, take my tinfoil hat off. But I think if they're talking about that concept on the SEC network, it's because there is some thought that it could happen. I don't like just adding teams to the two divisions because I would like to see some scheduling diversity in the SEC. I want to see Ole Miss and Mississippi State play Florida regularly. I would love for a recruit or a player that signs with Ole Miss or Mississippi State to see every stadium in the league in his four years in college. I would love to see that as a fan when I was a college student. I mean, you know, there were no road trips outside of the SEC West, really, because the schedule was the same. It's the same every year. The the students, it would be so much more fun to get to travel to every stadium in your four years of college. As a fan, you get those road trips far more often. Uh, If you're an Ole Miss fan and you missed the trip to Athens a few years ago, I mean, it'll be years before you see them again. That stinks. I want to see everything. So um, that, to me, is the most logical step, is going to the four divisions. Um, The two-division model, won't be good for the league in the long term to me this is the best way to do it and it's really popular it's the most popular so we're going to talk about it and here was my proposal so I'm going to share this with you again I have not um, I have not yet figured out how to do this faster so there you go this was the proposal I put out there yesterday these are the four pods the four pods that I'm going to call divisions. And we can workshop this uh, this division name if you want. So I separated them into the East, West, Central, and Midwest. Uh, you know, we don't have to be sold on the names. I had a lot of people complain about the Midwest name, and I understand that. You know, it's not perfect. Uh, Delta was an option that some people said. I actually like that, calling that the Delta division. It's not bad. But here's the rationale. So if you're listening in podcast and you can't see the screen, the East, I have Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia. The West, I have Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. The Central, I have Alabama, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee. And in the Midwest, which we can workshop that name, we definitely don't have to keep that name, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. And here's why I picked those teams in those regions. Uh, First of all, geographical, you know, it's not perfect, but geography still is kind of in play here. The West has the westernmost teams. The East, generally speaking, you know, Kentucky doesn't, generally speaking, the easternmost teams. The Midwest, the Delta region, they all all are kind of within The Mississippi River Delta, although Fayetteville doesn't really fall into that. And the Central, they're all kind of tied together, Alabama, the state of Alabama, and just north of it. So geographically, it all makes sense. But to me, this was the best model that would preserve as many rivalry games as I possibly could. So if you look at the East model, you still have Florida, Georgia, and you still have Georgia, South Carolina, that is actually, if you can believe it, although South Carolina has been bad lately, That's a pretty significant rivalry as it's become. In the West, you get Texas and Texas A&M back. And uh, no matter how much Ross Bjork kicks and screams and cries about being the only Texas team in the SEC and all that, that rivalry needs to come back. So you get Texas and Texas A&M returning. You get the Red River shootout with Texas and Oklahoma. In the Central, obviously, you keep the Iron Bowl with Alabama and Auburn you keep the inter Tennessee matchup with Tennessee and Vanderbilt intact. And also the third Saturday in October, Tennessee and Alabama remains in the Midwest. Obviously you keep the egg bowl, both old miss and Mississippi state have had some recent stuff with Arkansas that makes that game compelling and competitive and old miss and LSU is, you know, all joking aside, that's a rivalry as well. So, You know, you lose some, you you lose what's become a great rivalry between Alabama and LSU. You lose good old fashioned hate with Georgia and Auburn. So it's not perfect, but I couldn't come up with a way to preserve as many of the rivalry games as this one does. There's no other way to me that keeps all of the rivalry games intact, uh, like this one does. And I didn't even mention the, the golden boot with LSU and Arkansas. So, yeah, you'll lose a couple. But with this model, you would play everybody in your division. And the league would expand to nine games to make this work perfectly. So you'd expand to nine conference games, which is coming also. That's coming. You play your three conf- or division games within your pod. And then you play two rotating opponents from every other division. So looking at it, for example, if I was just making this up right now, Ole Miss would play three games, one one each against their own Midwest division competition. So they'd play LSU, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. So that's three games. And then you would have six more from the other three divisions. So you would play, let's just throw these out there, LSU, Mississippi State, Arkansas. And then from the West, you would play Texas A&M and Missouri. In the East, you'd play South Carolina and Georgia. In the Central, you'd play Alabama and Vanderbilt. And that would complete your schedule. So every four years under this situation, every four years, you would go to every SEC opponent and you would host every SEC opponent in a four-year time span. And those two games that I mentioned that you lose, you don't really lose them because you're playing them twice every four years. So it's not like the game goes away forever. It's just a little less frequent. But Georgia and Auburn will still play each other essentially every other year. It would really be back-to-back years and then two off and then back-to-back years. But still, you'd play them two out of every four years. So that game would still be intact and be regular and consistent. Uh, So this is the best one that I've seen. This is the best one that I can think of. It makes the most sense. It checks all the boxes. You have geographical divisions that make sense. You preserve your most important rivalries. You have scheduling flexibility that allows you to actually go to all of the SEC and host all of the SEC every four years. And instead of having you know, a bad East champion play in the SEC championship, you take the two best records. It's not uncommon, happens all the time. The Big 12, may it rest in peace soon anyway, uh, currently does that. The two best records. And I had somebody ask me yesterday, what happens if you have multiple teams with identical records that haven't played each other? That is extremely unlikely, extremely unlikely. And even if that does happen, there are tiebreaker scenarios that every other sport out there uses. So this, to me, makes the most sense. Uh, You know, I don't expect them to to be as smart as this, (laughs) Uh, but this is something that I will be willing to bet they're exploring. There is too much conversation about this kind of scheduling model to dismiss it, because this makes more sense than regular divisions. This is more interesting than regular divisions. I like it and also it's um also it's because i created it but anyway all right let's see what you guys think about it um graphic design is my passion yeah do you like that <laughs> this uh, <laughs> uh man this uh this was the follow up tweet that i had to uh to that model out there um graphic design is my passion <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm not a graphic designer. I uh, I took one graphic design class in college, and um, statute of limitations has run out now. Yeah, let's just say um, I had some help, <laughs> and uh, I just used Canva and threw that together yesterday after the live stream. It looks okay, though. I mean, I, I guess I deserve a little bit of credit for it not looking too terrible, but yeah. Not uh, not a graphic designer. But th- the point, I-, I guess, came across, right? Poor Vandy, 0-3 every season in their pod. There's not many uh, divisions that I could have put Vanderbilt in that you wouldn't have immediately thought that they were going 0-3. But uh, it's tough for them. But the best part about this is, as well, so the first thing that I thought of when that came up, and we talked about it yesterday, some was, well, shoot, man. I mean, the West is going to get even harder. Oklahoma's a national power. I mean, Texas should be. They're not, but they should be. And their ability to acquire players has never been in question. But I think if you go to this model, it will mitigate some of the schedule, the strength of schedule increasing for Ole Miss and Mississippi State in particular. You've already got Alabama, Alabama, especially in the SEC, but if you lose Alabama every year, isn't that a win? You know, I saw somebody um, yesterday suggest that you don't want to lose the Alabama game, and I thought you're insane. Why would you not? Why would you want to play Alabama every year? Why, why would you want that if you can avoid it? Now you might get Oklahoma instead instead of Alabama, and you have to play LSU every year in this scenario. But there are some years where you might get screwed. There are some years where you'll have Alabama and Auburn from the central and Texas and Oklahoma from the West and Florida and Georgia from the east. That like that may happen. But also you could get scheduled up with Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Tennessee's a disaster. You could get scheduled up with Missouri and your typical Texas team anyway. You could get matched up with South Carolina and Kentucky. So I don't think this model would make schedules that much more difficult aside from adding that ninth conference game, I think this kind of keeps everything relatively balanced. Because right now, the West is significantly better than the East. Much, much, much better than the East. So if you divide the West and the East and kind of mix them all together, I don't think it will make your schedules tougher. In some years, you might even get an easier one, because you could get a draw with Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Kentucky and Missouri in there. It might actually make things a little bit easier for you. And you keep the prestige of playing in the SEC when you get matched up with Vanderbilt and Missouri. Randall says he likes it, the Borky model. I'll take that. I'll take that. We can call it that. Greg Sankey just needs to give me credit and royalties for the idea. You know, just like 0.1% is all I need from the SEC's revenue for coming up with this idea that is very original and nobody else has thought of this yet. Uh, Bill Connolly at ESPN has been pushing this for years. He's the S and P plus guy. He's been on pods for a long time. Uh, so he's kind of the, the origin idea of pods when it comes to this. Uh, but this is how, how I divided them up. Will says, I don't think you lose any rivalries if they play at least once every two years. Exactly. Exactly. It just means more when the teams do play. See, your mind, man, your, your, your mind and my mind are on the same page. Well, you lose this game, yeah, but you play it every other year. You're not really losing the game. Right now, you you lose the game. I said yesterday. I mean, I'm from South Carolina, right? I've got family ties to the University of South Carolina. I've got a bunch of friends that went to the the University of South Carolina. And South Carolina played at Ole Miss two years consecutively because of COVID, but they played at Ole Miss recently. I couldn't go to the game. So – I have to wait 12 years or whatever it is to host my friends in my state now, my my new state. I have to wait over a decade before they can come back and see it. You know what I mean? I I think that's terrible. Uh, So I would much rather sacrifice a rivalry. And the only two that I could really think of that we're losing aren't really that special anyway, um, relatively speaking. And you still play them frequently. And so, so as an SEC fan, I love, I, I'm a fan of the league. I, you know, I watch it. I I'm technically media, but do I count? Probably not. Um, I want to be able to road trip at these places. I want to go see friends that went to other schools that I haven't seen in a long time. I've got a, a childhood friend that went to Georgia. He goes to every Georgia game now, uh, I would love to go hang out, go to Athens and take my wife and and my son to Athens and go see my guy and go watch a football game. But right now I have no reason to because it never happens. So anyway. Oh, whoa, the comments just jumped way down on me. Sorry. JP says, here's some fun or play off these names. Call the West no defense. East is cool with East. Central is the meat grinder. And the Midwest is the 66.7. Because you're only winning two thirds of the games at best. <laughs> Chris enjoyed that, JP. Um, when will this go into effect? That's a really good question. That's a really good question. Um, Texas and Oklahoma skipping the Big 12s meeting last night tells me that I don't think it's 2025. How's that? I think it is happening. I had multiple people tell me yesterday that the easy thing to do would be to vote no in bringing them into the conference. Uh, I think that's too late. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. And they're going somewhere. It's going to be the SEC. Ross Bjork and Texas A&M can kick and scream and carry on, but it sounds like that's really going to be the only hang-up that they will talk about money, the long-term health of the conference, the long-term health of college football, and everybody else is going to fall in line. I expect this to happen. Um, You've got the grant of rights situation in the Big 12, where the Big 12 has the rights to the money that Texas and Oklahoma generate through TV deals. And so people think that they're just going to wait it out until 2025. I don't think that's the case. I think some lawyering or something's going to be done to allow that to be the case. I mean... Pete Thamel was on with SVP last night and said, we'll get some kind of an announcement potentially in a couple of weeks or or within two weeks, maybe even next week on the direction that this is going. Um, I think it's going to happen sooner than 2025. There's even a thought out there that it's possible that they could get this done before next season. I think that's, there's going to be a lot of objections from the Big 12 side Oklahoma State apparently is going to like go through legislative process to try to block Oklahoma from leaving, that kind of stuff. I mean, there's going to be a lot of lawyering that goes on. But I don't think we're looking up four years from now wondering if it's still going to happen. I think it's the the decision's been made. I think the SEC already has the votes to, to bring them in. I think the TV networks are already expecting it. I think they've even already talked about how much money that they would bring in, all of that's already happening. This has apparently been in the works for a long time. I'm not going to try to sell you on that. I knew this was coming before the news broke. I had no idea that this was a possibility. No no clue. I had no idea. But now that people are starting to talk, it sounds like this is something that's been in the works for a while that they're prepared for and that they expect to happen. And I don't think it's going to drag out for four more years before this goes down. I think it's going to go down pretty soon. Ethan says, the SEC led the way with the creation of a conference championship. Might as well lead with pods too. Seriously. I mean, you know, Greg Sankey takes a lot of crap and some of it from me. You know, I'm not particularly fond of a handful of things that have happened. But I do think that he has an innovative forward-thinking mind. And he's already seen some of these proposals. I promise he's seen them. And the more you think about them, the more they make sense. It balances the league. At least I think it does. And it allows you to have a true conference. And basketball, it'll work out for basketball and baseball very well. So in basketball, you play your division teams twice. So there's six games. And the other 12 teams in the SEC once. There's your 18 games every year in basketball. It's that simple. You play everybody every year in your division teams twice. Boom. There's a basketball schedule. Baseball, you can either expand your SEC weekends or keep it as it is, and you play three weekends against the teams in your division, and then you rotate, so say, two teams from the other three divisions every year. So there are, there are going to be three teams in the SEC, you don't play every year, but those rotate to where you get them every other year or something like that. It works perfectly in basketball. It fits perfectly in basketball and in baseball. A little bit of tweaking is all it needs, and it fits perfectly into baseball as well. So I think it's a no-brainer, honestly. But, again, I'm a little bit biased since, you know, this is my model. Andrew says, how would it look with one permanent in each division and one rotating? So if they did it that way, I mean, I guess Ole Miss would still keep Vanderbilt. Mississippi State would keep Kentucky. If they decided to go to just divisions and keep it this way, my expectation would be what would make the most sense is to either move Alabama and Auburn over to the east because you got to keep the Iron Bowl. Or maybe throw Missouri in there and move them over to the east with one of Alabama and Auburn and geographically it would make sense and put both Texas and Oklahoma in the west. I think that would be, you know, that's kind of how they have to do it. But geographically, the SEC is divided like this right now, you know, because you got to get Missouri in there. Um, I've seen most people suggest just move Alabama and Auburn over to the east. That seems most logical and simple. I just think that would be boring. I don't know, but that's that's how it would look like. I think. Will's asking, how much stock are you putting on current success? These seem to be very even right now, but how even is the competition in five years or a decade? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Is that this will change pretty drastically? You know, when you look at when you look at the East traditionally, the East is pretty easy right? South Carolina and Kentucky are not traditional powers, but it wasn't too terribly long ago that South Carolina was going to the SEC championship. I mean, you, you look at the West and I mean, Texas has been quite bad lately, but eventually they'll figure it out, right? Uh, Texas A&M is at the top of the college football world as is Oklahoma right now, but does this alter things for Texas A&M? Do they get, well, I mean, yeah, it, It feels balanced now, but it certainly can change. I do think geographically, though, in rivalries, regardless of how good these teams are, this still um, makes the most sense, regardless of how good the teams are. It's a a geographical and rivalry perspective as well. Randall says he'll call Greg Sankey later and make sure I get the credit. Yeah, I feel like his phone. uh, Could you imagine what Greg Sankey's phone is doing right now? Between. Every AD and president in the league trying to contact him, possibly football coaches as well. And then you have other conference commissioners and athletic directors from other conferences that want to join the SEC. And then, oh, by the way, every single media member that covers sports trying to get in contact with him. I bet his phone is doing that thing where he's getting so many notifications that it just freezes. It just doesn't work. Just completely freezes. I cannot imagine being him or, uh, his publicist, I guess she's a publicist or his assistant. or uh, Anyway, there's a, a lady that, that works with him, his scheduler at SEC Media Days. I don't know what her official title is. I bet she's having a busy day. <laughs> she's probably not having very much fun at work right now. Oh, man, I don't envy her today. It's probably a really cool job otherwise, but today not so much. Drew says, I wouldn't mind seeing an NFL-style model with a combination of permanent opponents, rotating opponents, and a handful of games based on the prior year's results. Hmm. Those, you got to keep non-conference games, though. See, I've seen some people say that uh, the SEC eventually will, is going to do like an 11-game conference schedule and, and just keep the one non-conference game for rivalries, and that's it. Um, I, I don't like that idea. For a couple of reasons, one lesser programs like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. If we're being truthfully honest, they're they're not on the same plane as Alabama and LSU. It's just the truth. Uh, we need wins around here. You know, th- those few weeks off where 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 we can go beat up on uh, Chattanooga or whatever. We need that around here. You know, uh, but also. The FCS level needs games like this. Hell, I mean, most group of five programs need games like this to survive. Um, And I don't know about you, because I've heard people say, well, who cares about them? Well, I do. And a lot of people do. And 65 players that are getting full scholarships to play college football Thousands of them across the country also probably care. I would like for them to keep their opportunities to continue to play college football. I'm a bit of a homer with that. You guys see back here. I mean, it's, I grew up on Furman. That was a, it's a game program from when they beat Western Kentucky in the playoffs like 20 years ago. Wow, that was 20 years ago. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I, I grew up on that. And it's good football. And programs like Furman need games. I think they're playing NC State this year. They need that to survive. Without those games, they don't – a lot of these programs fold. I mean, Presbyterian College, when they played at Ole Miss in 2014, I think, um, they used that money to put lights in their stadium for the first time. (laughs) You know? I mean, they need those games to survive. I don't want to see them go away because a lot of these programs will go away. So, you know, we need these games, to me. And so the non-conference should exist. And although they're boring as hell, and we we hate to watch them, and we don't like going, these teams need it. And I'm I'm glad they exist. So, Chris asking, is it 11 votes for them to be permitted? Yes, it's 11. That's all they need. Four no votes ends it. Uh, 11 yes votes also. Ends it. I am. Uh, I saw a report when this first happened that Texas A and M and Missouri would be hard nos. Um The way Eli Drinkwitz was talking yesterday, he sure didn't sound like his program was a hard no to this. It, you know, the football coach doesn't make the decision, but he sure seemed pretty excited about the prospect of this. Um, at least embracing it, anyway. Um, as I understand it, I believe. I don't know this for sure. I believe that Old Miss and Mississippi State would both be yeses as of today. That's what I believe. Because they're looking at it from a, a future and financial perspective. You know, what's good for the long-term health of the SEC, the conference in which we reside, Um, having these two brands, because it will make more money and add to your program's prestige, at least they hope. Uh, so my impression is that they would both be yes votes to uh, to enter them. But John Cohen nor Keith Carter have told me that personally, of course. But that's that would be my guess. Relatively slightly educated guess. JP says, okay, so no one is going to about face. So no one is going to about face and join A&M and Missouri. I see Arkansas having a hard, hard time swallowing this. Money aside, I think the top will be way heavier then the bottom. The gap will widen between the best and the worst. We'll disagree with JP. Said I disagree. Mississippi State has been better since expansion and re- receiving larger checks from TV contracts. You guys are going back and forth. I love this. Keep. I mean, I love it. I, I feel like uh, Doctor Disrespect in here on YouTube. Although I am like tens of thousands of viewers away from his level, but still. Got like a full live chat going. I love it. Um, JP says, Mullen raised the bar, but they have not punched at it since. Big programs can recover from a bad hire quicker than two can. Sid says, if we're blowing up the entire system and basically rebuilding, why do we have to keep rivalries? Just open the league up. No divisions, just schedule. Because they're important to the states. They're, They're very important to the states in which they reside. and. Tradition as well. You know, I kind of turn up my nose at a lot of tradition in college football, but I do like the fact that we have Alabama and Auburn at the end of the year and Ole Miss and Mississippi State at the end of the year and Ohio State and Michigan at the end of the year. I'd hate to see those games go away entirely. But mostly it's important to the states. The Iron Bowl is important to the state of Alabama. From a financial perspective, on top of emotions, the Egg Bowl is important for the state of Mississippi. We need to keep that thing here. Um, that's mostly why i mean when clemson and south carolina got canceled last year legislatures the governor of the state of south carolina was furious that the game wasn't getting played there's there's more implications than just bragging rights when it comes to these interstate rivalry games and so that's why they you, you you can't not keep them they will fight to the death to keep those games in those states and so you might as well just Let them have them. Drew says uh, NFL model could work with a nine-game league schedule. Three permanent, four rotating, two based on last year's results. And there's still room for three non-conference. I like the way you think, man. That is interesting. I have not thought about that at all, honestly. Not at all. That is really interesting. Going to that uh, the same way the NFL does. Giving... Vanderbilt a break, <laughs> giving them a little bit of a break. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's a really, really, really good idea that I haven't thought of. Um, Bros Bjork, it's, um, I know why he's doing it. And it's not necessary. it's not because it's what he wants to do, but his resistance is driven by his fans and his donors and stuff like that. But tell me that Texas A&M does not look incredibly weak through all of this. I mean, just the, the the statements have been awful. You know, not the best at handling public relations, as we learned during the Ole Miss NCAA situation. Um, but Texas A&M looks so weak in this. Uh, so weak. And I saw somebody that covers the team yesterday suggest that uh, he could – you he still has influence in Oxford, and he could sway – Ole Miss into a no vote. And (laughs) oh, man, I don't know if that was just an assumption or if somebody told you that. But I promise you, I promise you, uh, Ross Bjork has no sway or influence in Oxford. Zero. No shot. Keith Carter will not vote in a way that Ross Bjork tells him to there There's a zero zero percent chance that that happens Literally none at, none at all. I don't know where you make that up, but I mean, come on now, come on, no influence whatsoever. Uh, what happens to the big twelve? My guess is at the end of the day they fold. It's my guess, and this is a conversation for when I get back. So next Friday. Uh, We'll talk about this at length. Um, I think the Big 12 eventually folds. The remaining eight teams, uh, they will not see a viable option to expand. There's really not. Uh, Nobody's going to rush to join the eight-team Big 12 without Texas or Oklahoma. Nobody's going to do it outside of uh, Houston or, I mean, maybe UCF, Tulane, I mean, that, that's what you're looking at. BYU, so I think eventually the conference is going to fold. I think you'll see like Iowa State, Oklahoma State maybe join the Big Ten, maybe West Virginia join the ACC, and eventually you're going to get to a point where you have four mega conferences. That's where this is headed. The Big 12 is going to be the sacrificial lamb in all of this, and they will fold. They will fold. That's what's going to happen. If you're asking what happens to the Big 12 – once the TV deal runs out, they will fold. That's my guess. Because there's nothing in expansion that they can add that would gain anything. Houston adds nothing to them at all. Hell, UCF, they don't really add much. They they can't gain. When Texas and Oklahoma leave, they would be better suited to, to leave themselves. Join up with the Pac-12. Join up with the Big Ten if you can. The ACC will add some teams and go to four super conferences. That's that's what's going to happen here. The, the, this is only the beginning, but that's what's going to happen here, no doubt. I have got to go. I am uh, I'm running behind. I uh, I need to get ready for uh, one the radio show in the afternoon, of course. Uh, but also got to get uh, tie up some loose ends before we head out on vacation. So thank you guys for tuning in. I mean, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, by the time I get back, NFL training camp will have begun. College players will soon be reporting. So we'll actually get to really get into it. But starting doing this in, in a bad time of year and having the audience that it has so far has been really cool. And uh, so I will be thinking about you guys while I'm on vacation, how appreciative I am of all of you. Because the live streaming thing, I think there's there's some potential here. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but but super talk is not just doing radio anymore. You know, it's we're all over the place now. And I think there's some potential here with live streaming that, um, that they've encouraged. And because you guys are here, their encouragement is, um, turning into something special. So, um, thank you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Michael Borky on YouTube. And, um, Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for being a part. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, a smooth summer, thanks to Mississippi State winning the College World Series. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go relax, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and when we come back, we're going hard into football. We're going hard into football because when I get back the season, we'll be here. So don't forget to subscribe. Y'all have fun, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you a week from today on Friday morning.